Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer, and welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer on our Friday night special edition. We don't usually do Fridays, but you know what? I took a couple weeks off, so now I'm paying for it. <laughs> I'm doing Friday shows because that's what happens when you own your own business. You never get time off. There's always a cost for everything. So I'm really excited tonight because we have a guy that I think is really funny and interesting, and we're going to bring him on in just a second. But I want to thank our sponsors. One of our sponsors is... Buck Sanitary Service, which is perfect for Rudy because he can have all kinds of fun with that uh, since he is a comic. And uh, Bucks is doing so many things, uh, providing porta potties. And I realize if you have to go to the bathroom and it's not a Bucks, I don't expect you to hold it. Um, but if you're going to have a party or something, you know, our sponsors are important to us. So, you know, look to Bucks for your sanitary services. They also provide showers for weddings and stuff like that. So, all kinds of things. And then Renegade barber company, um, which is actually my barber. And I was just in there yesterday getting a haircut and they are, there's four people in there. All of them can do your cuts. They, they do super edgy kind of cuts. And, um, they also do tattooing there as well. And Mario owns it, but good luck getting into him. Uh, he's always booked. I have to book three weeks ahead just to get into him. So they, as I said, uh, TC is one of the one of the very more famous uh, tattoo artists here in town. And uh, so they, uh, they, that's the place to go. And Rudy, you, you need to get in there to the barber to get a haircut. I don't, I don't agree with your assertion, Rick. I don't know about that, my man. What do you oh. think? What's wrong with this hair? You know, you had done some of the funniest videos during all of this. The one where you were like, had the slow mode your hair and, you, you know, you, you got to do something, don't you? Oh, yeah. It's all about having fun and letting your hair down, figuratively and literally. All of <laughs> So, Rudy, your last name, Tiberzi? Tiberzi, yeah. And um, how long – so I had you on when we – well, we actually were in bed together, and I guess we should just tell people, you know, that's just what it is. Um, and, you know, and I had a show called In Bed with Rick Dancer, and Rudy was one of my first – <laughs> Rudy was one of my first. <laughs> I was a di I was a different man back then. We were so young, Rick. Yeah, I know. You're the first guy I've ever had in bed, so it was good. <laughs> I, and you, you made fun of me then. You said, "Oh, I highly doubt that." So <laughs> you you when how did you get into comedy? How did I get? I guess the first comedy I kind of got into was here in Eugene. Was a, when I was a student at the U of O. Uh, I went out for an improv team on a whim and made a lot of my best friends there and did improv for many years and then i moved to korea about four or five years later and there was an open mic in english and i did my first ever stand up there and it's been more than 10 years i celebrated my 10 year stand-up anniversary right before the pandemic started wow yeah so so what has this last year been like for you? I mean, this has got to be, if you're a comic and you, I mean, telling jokes to yourself is, and the, and the cats, I mean, you have come become the cat, not the cat lady, but you have become the cat dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a cat person. That's for sure. I've always, I've always been a cat person. And, uh, this last year, my neighbor's cat, uh, had kittens in my bedroom and, uh, two of those are now mine. So it was a really special occasion. Like it was really cool to go through that experience. Kind of for me, it felt like once in a lifetime taking on pets was not a small thing because I've moved and traveled and stuff like that for so long that I've never 
just wanted to have a pet. And so now here, here we are. Um, but yeah, the last year has just been down for me as far as doing stuff. I stayed home, you know, I, I was here, I was able to work remotely. I have a day job that I could work from home. Um, there was no stand up at all. Uh, so we had to find other avenues for our creativity and stuff. So some, uh, I, I wrote, you know, I did a lot of stuff like that on my own. Um, but it's just me and the cats, some family time. Uh, and yeah, I just kind of hunkered down and took it easy. I was like, okay, I know if I'm going to prepare for a year, check in at a year and then check in six months later. And that's about when it, came back and when comedy came back was about a year and a half after all this stuff kind of went down and now i wouldn't say it's back in full force but there's open mics every week there's several three or four a week here in eugene and we just booked our first big headliner show with just comedy uh, at world pies so that's on august 4th i'm really excited about it oh that and it's somebody wants to know joshua wants to know so what's your other job uh i'm in education I'm so, a, I'm, I work with students. I'm an academic advisor. So was it kind of depressing at some points where, I mean, I was watching your page and I think what I like, I, well, many things I like about you, but you're pretty honest and you could just tell this because as a comic, um, I, I mean, I think as any of us that are in, this is basically an entertainment business. We tend to be a little manic sometimes, um, yeah. you know, up and down. And so part of the reason we're able to do what we do is because we go deep and think hard and to get jokes like you do you have to look deeper into yourself and when you're going through that kind of stuff by yourself that's tough Ab absolutely i think i think the best comedy is drawn from within that's that's where i like to look for my comedy i i mean yeah i like to look out in the world and make jokes about everything that's happening but for me the uh butt of jokes that i feel most comfortable uh aiming at is is right at myself so that's that's where the jokes start for me and i just try to find humor in my experiences whether it's with my darn cats or family or friends or travels or job or whatever um yeah so going back on the road um what are your what are you going to have some fun with covid and cats and 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 long hair and hippie dude and all that I think you just named my set list, Rick. I think that's what I, you know, it's COVID, it's cats, it's hair. Literally, those are the notes that I look at. Okay, COVID, cats, hair. What are, those are things I'm going to talk about. So, um, so yeah, I think it's what is alive. And for me, I'm just kind of getting my feet back under me, you know, trying to feel comfortable on stage, trying to have fun, trying to make jokes, be funny, and tell, tell my stories. Um, but not be so hard on myself if for example everything isn't like hilarious all the time i mean it, it's not hilarious all the time even when i'm rolling but you know it's different you know when you're in the midst of it when you're in a good groove um we just didn't have that for a year and a half so it's taken right. a little time to get your sea legs under us so how did covid change what you're gonna do except for you know content i get that but in terms of um you know what I mean? I, I think you could look at it two different ways because you could go out there because you've been locked up for a year and a half. <laughs> you could be absolutely nuts, <laughs> which is which is not a bad thing. You know what, Rick? Sometimes I feel absolutely nuts. Uh, we all do. 
it's been tough for me kind of I, i'm navigating some anxiety going back into society like it's just i i was i always had some and this just kind of exacerbated it and it's it's sucks you know it's tough but it's something a lot of us i think deal with you know and some people are ready to go out and be social and do all that kind of stuff but for those of us who might have been more cautious i think it was just it's just a matter of going at at my own pace what's appropriate for me and 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 yeah taking it one step at a time and as far as content or, or things that um you can or can't talk about i you know i feel like you can talk about anything that's my personal belief as long as you're like uh coming from an, a place of integrity i don't I, and that's different for everybody right if i'm not trying to i'm not trying to you know take pot shots at people and, and that kind of stuff and uh i want my voice to be heard but I'm also there to, um, I look at comedy as a connective experience. So I want people to be there together and to have fun and to, to listen to the comic. And so if we do bring up a lot of stuff that may be controversial all the time to, to, to many people or, or loaded subjects, uh, that can make it more challenging to get the audience on your side. You know, right. so, so it's your choice. You get to talk about what you want to talk about. If you can handle the blowback as a comic, then by all means, it's your right to talk about what you want to talk about. It's also the booker's right to never book you again if they don't like you or whatever. So you just have to weigh kind of all the different aspects of the situation and see what is uh, most important for you in how you perform or what you say. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't take it lightly as far as having people's attention. You know, you're, you're, you're in a very privileged place and so is everybody who's ever been on a comedian or on a mic because there's people listening. They don't have to listen to you. People don't have to be right here. Um, so it's it's important to me. And, and I take it, I, like I said, don't take it it's part of It's part of what's important about comedy to me, kind of. It is you guys used to be, and this is what concerns me with like the way the world is right now, is you used to be the people that I think this is how I kind of see the world. And this is kind of weird. But comics push the envelope. Like you are... You're, you're making space for us. So then people like myself or other people that come in, we can, we can come in, but you're the bulldozer. So you're going to go, how far can we push culture to make fun of itself a little bit, look more lightly at what we do so that the other people can come. So, so we can move forward. Cause right now for a year and a half, we've been stuck and no comics. So no culture push. Um, and that those that have nationally pushed have been woked and smacked and beaten. So it's like, where do you know, that's got to be a weird thing to go in and say, OK, so, you know, part of my mission in life is to be heard and I want to be funny. But there's some things here that it's also isn't it therapy for you a little bit? I mean, it is for me as an audience member. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there is some cathartic elements to performing comedy. I draw, like I said, from my life. So I want to talk about stuff. And if I can turn a challenging experience into a joke, that's, that feels great. That's empowering. You know what I mean? Like if you can laugh at your situation and if you can relay that to others in a way that allows them not only to recognize your struggle, but also your joy and the humor in this situation, then that's a great, that's a great thing. And as far as pushing the envelope, yeah, a lot of comics will like actively try right? They're, they're actively trying to push the envelope. And that may be part of their voice as a comedian or like their, their shtick or whatever it is. Right. Um, 
and we need those people in comedy, um, if nothing else, to see what we, as other comics, believe and don't believe. Like, how does it hit you when somebody's opinions enter your mind for the first time? You know, and what's that? What's that response? And so, how we respond to other people's opinions, how I, I feel like that's a really critical part of comedy. And I think right now, like you said, bulldozers pushing the barriers. Right now, there's no bulldozer. There's just like punches into random directions right now. You know, so there's everybody kind of trying to do their own thing. Um, and so, just the simple act of having like a night out at a bar, have a beer, laugh at some stupid jokes, see your friends, hear something maybe you agree with, hear some things you don't agree with, but you know what? At the end of the night, you're all just out to have a decent time. Here's, right. here's the thing that I think is really important as a comedy viewer. I don't have to agree with the comedian's perspective to enjoy their joke. Does that make right. sense? You know, yeah, I don't have, you don't have to agree with what they're saying to recognize the joke is funny. I may or may not laugh, but I'm not going to be a jerk about it. I think right. audience members, for whatever reason, think that they can just shout stuff out all the time. And that's not the case. You know, the number one rule of comedy audiencing is don't heckle, you know, like right. come to the show. And I understand if people have paid for a ticket, they think they're entitled to something. But no, I've. I've had to kick people out of our, our professional shows because they were just being too much of a nuisance. You know, they're, they're like shouting at the act and, and yelling. And it's like, you can't do that. You know, no. even, even if you, you don't agree with what someone says, if you don't agree, you can go, you know, that's, that's I, I kind of I have that whole idea on my page too. So, Hey, I got another thought because I, I, one of the things, so, cause you really locked down. I mean, you didn't go out much from what I yeah. remember. Yeah. I mean, I was home, for the most part, yeah, I went to the grocery store. I did all that kind of stuff, but I wasn't social. Maybe I had a couple friends in the backyard or whatever. Um, but yeah, I wasn't doing stuff on a regular basis at all. So, will you? Will that be part of making fun of yourself? Oh, absolutely. I have talked. I have jokes about like uh, not <laughs> re-entering too quickly. You know? Is that my train or yours? That's mine. It'll be your way in a bit. Okay. <laughs> so right on. Yeah. Our, it's our train, Rudy. I'll share it with you. But it's headed your direction. Rick and, Rick and Rudy train. There we the go. R, hey, R and R. You know. Oh yeah, a little R and R. That's us, buddy. Uh, so, so you do make you are going to make fun of yourself for like you know because that I think that would help people. You know what I mean? To go, oh, or or the the narc a little bit of you know like the fear. I, I think it's okay to make fun of. Well, God, you know what? If, what if I get COVID from the doorknob? Or you know, I mean, there's there's things that could make us all go. Oh, they did too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and and there are still COVID jokes being made, but I think less and less COVID-specific jokes are being made. But I still like re-entry jokes because that's more about your personal experience. From and that's what I like. Yeah. yeah, coming back and what, what did I learn from this, and and how stupid I am, or you know, you know what I mean. I think we could all make fun of that. Or some things about us. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on a bit like where it's about how do I tell people I liked quarantine, you know, because <laughs> I, I, I slept well. I was able to regulate my diet more. I was able my schedule was my own. I didn't have to make nearly as many decisions. It was a whole lot less stress 
in some ways, not in right. always, obviously, but, um, but yeah, there were elements and this might sound weird. I'm an introvert naturally. So even though I do comedy, I still need that downtime to myself. You know, I need that time to recharge on my own. And so I had, I had that in buckets for the last year and a half. So I'm definitely right. excited and ready and thankful to be able to go out there and, and connect with people and see people and shake hands or give my friends a hug, feel comfortable and safe doing that because the risks were felt very real to me. I had a family health scare as well right before this. So I was already using an abundance of caution and then all this happened. And so it's like, okay, I'm just going to go slow. I'm not going to let, you know, myself feel pressured to, to, I don't know, go out and be social or, or do things that I don't feel comfortable doing. And so, um, I got through it, but like I said, I'm a little shakier right now, a little more anxiety as far as going out in public and stuff. And I think that that's normal. You know, I think just saying that helps people be like, oh yeah, it's not just super easy to all of a sudden have things go back to normal or whatever that is. Well, and you talking about that and making fun of yourself for that will make, it, it makes it okay, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's like, I'm a, I don't know, I'm an adult male who, I don't know, has long hair and works out or whatever. And, uh, the only date you've had is with cats. Yeah. I mean, me and Foxy, me and my little guy, he's taking the center screen right now. He's one of the, <laughs> this guy was the first guy in the litter. He's a big one, aren't you buddy? So, and how would you have ever known that you could have Farrah Fawcett hair if this hadn't happened? I know. Uh, <laughs> now you I need mean, to get the swimsuit. You need to get that the, the pose with the swimsuit down right. You know. <laughs> I, mean, I had a little hair of faucet post not too long ago, and it just tickled me. It just made me giggle. So I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a fun thing." To I say. laughed. I laughed my head off because there is not a guy my age that didn't have. Somebody was talking online the other day, and they were saying, "You know, you can tell." I went into this basement of this guy's house and he had like Aerosmith records and stuff. And I felt like I was back in the, you know, back in the seventies. And I said, the key is, was there the Farrah Fawcett poster on the wall? Cause if it wasn't there, that's not a true seventies male bedroom. Cause you yeah. everybody had that Farrah Fawcett picture on there. Um, and, around. and the really cool people like me. We had the Stevie Nicks one, the super cute one out of the book. She was a hot girl. And there was one, and I'm the only one out of my group of friends. I had it on my wall in my house, in my man cave, where we all drank beer and hosed out the hardwood floors after the keg was empty. And they'd oh. all go, where'd you get the Stevie Nicks picture? And I said, nobody can have it. <laughs> until, Gotta love them. Until South Park made fun of Stevie Nicks one time, they made her a billy goat and they had her singing rock on gold dust woman. And I was like, oh, my God, that is too funny. And it <laughs> sounds true because she does kind of sound like a billy goat. But, you know, I'm sorry. I was still in love with her. Oh, so yeah. the best thing you learned about yourself during quarantine. What What's the best thing I learned about myself during quarantine? Uh, yeah, that I can. I can. Well, I don't want to say I can sustain myself because it wasn't just me. I, every Friday, my comedian friends and I, we met every Friday, every Friday night on Zoom or Skype or whatever it was. Um, and it was great. It, that was what was a huge part of keeping us all getting through. You know, even though we weren't doing mics on Friday night, we were still, you know, 
just cracking jokes and having fun, drinking a beer, just hanging out with our friends. And that, that was really important. But I did realize that, you know, I can do stuff on my own. I've, I've traveled around the globe. I've moved across the world on my own. And, and it was just another reminder that, yeah, you can, you, there's a lot in you. You know, when you're faced with challenging situations and circumstances, um, I, I didn't feel like it was my job or my place to try to change everything. I felt like it was my job to take care of myself and my family members that were nearby and um, just spend time and focus on what was positive. Take take joy in your daily blessings. I, I, I truly believe there's joy, there's blessings all around us and it's up to us to just lean into them, you know, to use a, a popular term, like whether it's cats or a simple food or a candy bar or, you know, watching the price is right with someone you know like or it's those things are really important and someday they won't be there so right. enjoy, like, enjoy them while you can don't you think it's almost like a snow day like you know when it snows it, it's like all of a sudden you kind of have this feeling like well i can't go anywhere i can yeah. watch the movies i the, the movies that i never watched because i think god i'd rather watch this but this i want to watch this one or that documentary or whatever it is now right. the problem is when the snow day goes on for more than a week <laughs> yeah you know? no. <laughs> that, that's what it is. So, Rudy, one last thing. Where do people find you? So there's people that come out here and said, I want to go to his show. Where do I find it? How do I get tickets? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, you can search for Just Comedy on Facebook, Just Comedy Eugene on Instagram. Uh, we're doing our shows at World Pies downtown. I love working with local venues. I've been a show producer since I started comedy in Korea. We brought over headliners there. And now... Uh, with just comedy in Eugene, we're bringing over headliners here. Um, so find us, you can find tickets on brownpapertickets.com. Just comedy or Sean Patton is our next comic. So yeah, find us on Facebook. You can add me as a friend as well. I post about shows and stuff like that. And if you want to see a bunch of cat pictures, then you'll get that too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just comedy on Facebook over, over the quarantine, uh, the website went away, so there's not a website. Well, find us on Facebook. Okay, I put those on there so people can find you. Awesome, yeah. Just Comedy Eugene on 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 the Facebook, and then BrownPaperTickets.com to get tickets. And yeah, they're uh, both on there. So people can find them. Rudy, man, thank you um, for coming on, and I really appreciate your time. And I'm excited to see what you do next. I think you'll make this really healing for people. Um, make people laugh but make them laugh at themselves by laughing at you. Cause I always laugh at myself by laughing at you. I, I you know, Rick, you're always laughing at me and I don't get it. Rick, don't laugh at me. <laughs> oh, stop. I think you are funny and you're a good guy. I think you treat people well. And I like that about you. I appreciate that. I try to do my best. All right, mister. Um, let us know, keep in touch with me. Um, I'd have you on anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Rick, let's stay in touch and uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. Okay. Okay, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, you guys, that's Rudy. Uh, you got to check him out. Um, local guy. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I think it'll be real therapeutic for people to not only laugh because laughing is the best medicine, right? But to, for two is to kind of hear some of our own, um, what? Uh, I, I, I keep wanting to say narcissism. That's not the word I'm looking for. But our own uh, 
things that we had to deal with to go through this where we can go, oh, I felt that way too, <laughs> you know, and laugh at it a little bit because the world is too serious right now. We've got to start laughing and give people some leeway to kind of laugh about things. Um, I also want to thank Renegade, Barbershop, uh, Mario, Haley, Isaiah, and Daniel all over there. If you guys want to go get your haircut, tell it just to bug them because Mario gets like, 10 of these a week where people go, I want to have Rick Dancer's haircut. So every time I walk in to get my hair cut, he goes, oh, God, Rick Dancer's haircut, Rick Dancer's haircut. But, you know, it helps him, and I like that. So if you go in there, just say, oh, make me look just like Rick Dancer, and he will just want to shoot me. <laughs> All right, it's Friday night. Go have a beer. Go have a Coke with somebody, a friend. Um, get out and enjoy the weekend, and you guys, yeah, we're alive again. So let's all let's all participate in life, and uh, check out Rudy's show. Uh, you can always use the local support. That's what we're all here for. All right, we will be back Monday. Kind of a sad story on Monday, but I think it's great because sometimes you guys, I, the reason we do such dramatic stories sometimes is because it really helps these families. And we have a family out of Harrisburg. Um, I saw this on Facebook. People were shit, uh, sending it to me, and uh, John, his 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 son and daughter a year and a half ago, I think it was um, a drunk driver uh, killed him, crashed into their car and killed both of his kids. And the guy's getting hardly any time. And the family is so frustrated. He's being sentenced somewhere next week, late in the week. So we're going to talk to the family about what happened. And it's a tragic story. Um, and just, um, just tragic, but they, they want to talk about that. And so we're going to kind of do that with them. And then on Tuesday, Klamath, basin is having horrible water issues. Uh, people are really frustrated. There's people with wells that are just dry. So they're going to their neighbors and have to get it. All has to do with water rights, uh, tribal rights, and fish rights. So it's very complicated, but we're going to start talking about that. Then I have a, a project next week on Wednesday called On the Inside. And these are women who help women in prison uh, as they're coming out doing artwork and stuff like that. And they kept contacting me and I go, I think this is a great idea. So they're going to come on Wednesday and they will be at Blue Valley Bistro uh, talking about Coburg because Coburg comes alive with all kinds of music and stuff during the summer. And that's all going to be back. And then on Friday, we'll be at the Emporium in Vanita, uh, where local crafters and artisans uh, put together some of the coolest stuff. They have a little mall out there, and it's permanent now, so it runs through the weekends. And uh, this is stuff you're not going to find at every market in town. Uh, this is stuff that's original and really cool, and we always feature a different artist. So we'll be out there on Friday. Um, have a great weekend. I'm going to go on a bike ride tomorrow with my wife, and Sunday, I'm not going to do a damn thing. I'm going to be a lazy ass me. And also...